Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, I'm a I'm a podcast noob, so nerd. So when I say she's a nerd, I mean she's like a completely different type of nerd. She's like su- she's like an old lady nerd because she's super into crochet and knitting and I don't know, insure and Ben Gay and I don't know. Hi, I'm Joe and I'm Lauren and we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro nerds. All right, fellow neuro nerds, we have a special guest host for today. Um, since my neuro nerd co-host Lauren, the true neuro, the incredible neuro nerd, um, is on vacation and in Spain. I think she's in Spain. She, she's like travel. She's halfway around the world. So uh, I was trying to figure out how to move forward with the show without like my Increta Hella Nerdy co-host. So I got the closest thing to that with the Increta Hella Nerdy, um, my my significant other, Felice. Hi. Um, this is this is my Pepper Potts. This is my Agent Carter. This is my uh selena kyle i was about to say that right? i was about to say yeah. selena kyle well because not just selena kyle there's also this is my talia al ghul man those are all like the evil like sort of like well you know, you're, counterparts you're, but they're also kind of like trying to kill them at the same time well you're you're half puerto rican so i know there's, to... some, there's some evil in you for sure <laughs> <laughs> um so yes yeah, so, so it's a different type of nerdy it's not necessarily like comic book nerdy or um like it's not like ours. It's okay. So she's like nerd adjacent. I've kind of turned her into much more of a nerd, even though she was a nerd before I this. Was pretty nerdy. Before she's an amazing rock star. For those of you who don't know, it's uh, her arch name is Felice Lazae, L A Z A E, um, F E L I C E. See, I can spell. I'm I'm in the show notes, man. She, I've been she is. She's she's our she's our producer. She's our editor. She's a, a Renaissance woman. So everybody has their particular type of nerdum. My significant other has a. Sp- special type of nerdum i guess i i I guess i would say that i think that i have just a regular kind of nerdum i like regular if you're irregular if you're 82 years old okay so what he's referring to is that i like to crochet and knit well knitting is new i I mainly crochet Mm -hmm. and it's a cool thing to do now lots of people do it yes it's it's become in vogue yes we normally call those people grandmother there's lots of young women and gentlemen 
knitting these days. Yeah. And crocheting. You're, you're like a, a, a recruiter. You take like really cool, young, vibrant people and turn them into old. Are you an alien? <laughs> no, I just, you know, when you bring this up and people, people automatically get drawn to it. They're interested in what it is or they are do they? it themselves. A lot of people do it. But you know what? Speaking of just like this practice of crochet and knitting, it's actually been, there's been a lot of studies done of how much it helps with your mental health. That's true. So, That's very you know, true. we're on a, you know, we're talking about brain stuff and neuro stuff over here. So I thought I should throw that in we well, i was at occupational therapy um because i have well i have a brain injury um so like to to kind of get like my cognitive function going again like we we tried briefly to do arm knitting where you like <laughs> you, you take something i don't your even arm know how to do that I don't and you kind of like arm knit and i i arm knitted what i i like knitted maybe like five like rungs or something like that it How, didn't you, quite work out it, it, it didn't really work out you know yeah. it's it's kind of like me playing guitar my ears my mind and my hands just didn't work like that um but yeah so uh, uh she's the oldest youngest awesome most awesome chick in the world so we're gonna talk a little bit about i guess um having a partner through this journey through recovery you know um to like i said like to bring it into into the nerdum like when t- uh tony stark uh you know when he almost died and he had the arc reactor in his chest. Like his, um, I guess his steady was Pepper Potts. As annoying as Gwyneth Paltrow is, I'm just talking about Pepper Potts from I'm like the comics. I'm just annoying. <laughs> yes. Um, so like it, it was awesome to have like that 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 steady person uh, there to help you through. You know, to be strong when you're weak. And for a very large chunk of my recovery, I've been incredibly weak. So it, it's awesome to have such uh, an amazing partner. But you know, we. we it, it takes a toll. I'm sure it takes a toll. It's a lot of pressure to put on somebody who isn't actually going through this. Um, and she's been there, you know, and, and if it, not that you grade stuff like this, but you would like pass with like flying colors. She's, she's been <laughs> well, amazing. Thank you. you know? Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I, I think that um, when something like this happens to somebody that you love, this is a time where you don't shrink, but you, you step up to the challenge and, a lot of people it was weird to me because I, as it was as we were going through this whole thing, there were people who say like, oh, wow, that's so wonderful that you stayed with him. And I thought that that was so bizarre to say that. But apparently that happens. A lot of um, uh, circumstances like this happen where, you know, a husband or wife um, gets a disease or, or an accident and their partner um, just takes off and I didn't even really consider that until like yep. I went through this myself and people were like oh that's awesome yeah we you call stayed the, with them <laughs> we, we call those people dicks yeah um, those are, no, like, no, but I, I, like, I get it though that's kind of a dick move to do <laughs> I, I get it though because it's like a tremendous amount of pressure you're literally kind of almost putting your life a little bit on hold um to deal with like the other side even if you know you, you love the person it's still it's a tremendous amount of pressure and I'm I'm super thankful that you know you stuck it out well, I get it. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> you are pretty. You know, awesome. I, I like I, I totally get it. So and so humble. I, I'm the most humble, <laughs> the most humble person you'll ever meet. So, so it makes me amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, like for me, like so I felt I feel the opposite, and I think that there's a lot of wonderful partners. You feel like that, that I'm not awesome? There. No, I mean about about sticking it. Oh, okay, I, I didn't got feel it, like got I had to stick it I, through. I, I knew that couldn't be it because felt, clearly I'm awesome. <laughs> I felt like this was the time to step up and be a really good supportive partner um, because, you know, that's what partners do. You, you've been there for me through thick and thin and thick and thin, you know, the thin part, that's where we were. Hey, that's how I describe <laughs> pre-stroke and post-stroke Joe. Thick, then <laughs> <And> thin. thin. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as how I'm down like 30 plus he pounds. He's pretty felt. 
I, I, I am. Svelte. Svelte? You know, Svelte. I, I'm, Svelte. I'm, oh, I'm lean. <laughs> I, I, my, my sexiness increased by like 0.2% because I was already really up. I was up there. <laughs> well, I, so when we, you know, when Lauren was, was saying that she was going out of town, I thought we should do an episode like this because we just had a You So Rock feature of uh, Jamie Sorensen. Oh, she was amazing. She's amazing. Um, And her husband, Nick, Um, and how the whole, the whole article was about her as his caregiver and support system so i just thought it'd be great for us to talk about like that whole experience yeah Sorensons, if you guys are listening you guys are awesome you guys do so rock you guys do so rock mm-hmm. um <laughs> so you know like just basically i, I just remember I, I don't know if you want to go back to like the 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 whole beginnings of this of this journey that we've been on but I, I for me like this was this was a very transformative experience for myself because i realized how much I love him <laughs> through this experience and how much I couldn't imagine living without him. And, you know, as soon as we got the news that he he had a stroke, um, I just I, the, the bottom fell out and I was like just completely like shocked and completely devastated. And then it went from that to quickly like, OK, so now what do we do? Oh, so now, that's uh, radical acceptance. Yes. It literally it was like, oh, my gosh, I cried. And then it was like, OK, so now we're going to the hospital. We're getting transferred to another hospital. It's time to step in, up and, you know, move into this. And speaking of like, you know, com- I know you guys do a lot of comparisons to like superheroes and. and do we? And, yeah, <laughs> I listened to every single episode. <laughs> well, you edited. I, I would hope so. Um, you know, I, 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 I felt that. I felt that like heroes calling, like that that superhero calling, like do do do. It's time for me to like you know jump did, into did action. You, did you hear the music? Too? Yes, I heard that in my head. That's I, awesome. <laughs> so you know, like we, as soon as as soon as we got to the ICU and the hospital that he ended up um, being at for the beginnings of his uh, care. I immediately was like, okay, there's, I can't really, um, I can't focus on the, the feeling sorry for myself because I have someone else here that depends on me. And that's what the focus has to be. The focus has to be on him. So I immediately went into caregiver mode and I've never been in that position before. And it was amazing to just feel the transformation. (laughs) Cause, cause like I, I just, I, 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 all, all my whole focus, everything in me just changed to, okay, what do we need to do to make sure that he survives and gets out of here? And then he, um, goes, he gets the best chance at recovering. So on, on the flip side, on my side, I have no memory of any of this. So there's about maybe a year of my life. Cause this happened August 4th, 2016. There's about a year of that since that I don't recall at all. So um, it's awesome to hear all this stuff and people telling me how uh, amazing she was because in, in reality, she could have been beating me this whole time and just saying <laughs> that she was treating me really well. And I would have been like, oh, you're amazing. Why do I have all of oh, these bruises oh, on my body? You mean I wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's a, it, it was great to have um, a partner in this, somebody that you can trust and somebody who is really like pulling for you, you know, and uh, I, I know there's a lot of caregivers, caretakers, family members, friends um, who are helping other survivors out there and and you guys are amazing, you know, and, and I, all of us survivors are so thankful for you. And for the people who don't have that, you know, I, I feel horrible. I feel terrible, but you know what? We, we lived, we made it and, and somebody's out there for you and, and, you know, reach out to us. We can, we can be that community for you guys to, to help you get by and, and walk you through this, this journey through recovery. Um, because it's difficult. It's so difficult at the beginning. Um, for me, 
it was really hard just to talk to anybody because nobody really understood. You get the same things over and over and over. Oh my God, you look so good. Oh, like you're doing so much better. I'm like, no, I'm not really. Even though like I'm getting through my days and I look like I'm doing really well, like deep inside, I was, I was, uh, I'm a, still, I'm, I'm a bit of a basket case. You know, it's, it's hard for people to uh, really understand what's, what you're going through. Um, you know, Felice has done the, the best that she can, um, you know, trying to understand like what, what's happening, you and know? I, and I think that that's one of the things that, um, sometimes you're, you're kind of alone in as, um, the caregiver and support system, um, during a recovery like this, uh, from a brain injury or a stroke or really any illness, um, is knowing the, the personal, like behind the doors experience. Um, and, a lot of people like will think, oh, he's just fine. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, I see this, I see this, I see this. Um, and and sometimes I can feel a little bit lonely, like on the caregiver side, too, because, you know, we I guess that's why they have support groups for that as well. Um, but, you know, because we're, we're seeing, OK, yeah, he I know he's walking normally, but I but there's things that are just only somebody who's very close to you can really recognize. And those are kind of the things. But even now, like I, I just had a conversation with you the other day about how like, I know that, that that you've gotten a lot better, but even I forget sometimes that there are still deficits that you're experiencing because just because you look good from the outside doesn't mean that there's not things going on on, on the inside. Well, let's just make it clear. I've always looked good from the outside. Again, <laughs> the most humble person I you'll mean, ever yeah, meet. I mean, so that, no, that, that was an awesome moment for me because um, I'm doing... I, I feel like super hashtag blessed um, that I'm doing so well. Like, like physically... I'm kind of killing it mentally. I'm on my way back. Like I still have some memory issues. There's, there's some, you know, I still have like a few dissociative episodes, not fun. Uh, sometimes I think I'm doing better than I really am, but like on the outside, people would think like, Oh yeah, nobody would ever know that. Like I damn near died. Um, so it was nice that, you know, Felisa was actually, Hey, I, she said, I forget sometimes because I came home. I don't remember what it was again, memory. Um, and I just laid down. I, I just went immediately to the bed and I curled up like in a little ball and I just kind of laid down. I don't know. Maybe I just look crazy exhausted. And she came up to me and she was like, you're overwhelmed, aren't you? I'm like, I'm always overwhelmed you know you're like the hulk yeah I'm, I'm like the hulk but instead of um always being angry like my, my secret powers i'm always oh. overwhelmed <laughs> i don't know if that's a secret power i don't know if that's a positive or a negative well no because the hulk he's always angry but he's able to um cope with it he has coping mechanisms does and he tools. he yes. has scarlett johansson he, touching no, his he hand does. actually no no good. no let's talk about the comparison between you and the hulk right now because uh, he, okay just I, I really love the Hulk and I love what I really love about him is that he um, Bruce Banner has techniques to cope with his anger issues so that he doesn't turn into the Hulk by accident. Right. Right. So he meditates. He's my he, use, he uses mindfulness. He uses breathing techniques. He's like a hippie. Yeah. Because he in a kind of like it's not just his life that depends on it, but the lives of others that depend on it, too, because he can be dangerous to others because he can't control himself when he becomes the Hulk. Well, Later, he's able to control it better. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he doesn't um, turn into a big rage monster. Exactly. So with you, it's not about that that's a superpower because it's not his superpower. Well, it is his superpower that he's angry, but it's not it's not necessarily a great thing, the anger issues that he has. And for you, like with the, the, the getting overwhelmed, that is something that you have to cope with. That is your little like 
like trigger <laughs> to you turning into the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. And the, and so you found. A- except my Hulk isn't a giant rage monster. It's a ball of anxiety, stress, <laughs> and depression. <laughs> but, but the difference between now and before your stroke is night and day because you had some of these same issues before and maybe not the getting overwhelmed, but the anxiety and, um, and all, and, and, you know, getting depressed and all those things as well. But now post stroke, you've made it a point and a mission to learn how to better cope and better manage your mental health, which is I I have just been so um, amazed and proud and just 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 thankful to 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 see this transformation in you. It's been I told you I was awesome. It's been it's been a beautiful. Tra- <laughs> It's been a beautiful. I'm, I'm all trying to be serious here and, and compliment him. Um, so it's, been, I. <laughs> it's been a beautiful, beautiful transformation. And so for you, you have actually taken on a lot of the same techniques that the Hulk took on to um, cope with his anger. Yeah. Anytime um, I get like super, super crazy, I have you like rub my hand. And say it's time. What, what did she say? It's time to go home. Oh, wait. Oh, it's the the sun is getting low. The sun's getting. Low. Hey, big guy. The sun is. Keep for talking about um, Black Widow on the Avengers um, movies when she's like trying to help the Hulk. Yeah, because that's definitely not in the comics. <laughs> that that's not in the comics, right? Nope. nope. Um, so it's definitely not in the terrible Ang Lee Hulk movie <laughs> with uh, what, what is it? Bloated fat uh, lime green Hulk. Yeah, the and really really bad. Um, not CGI. I can't say CGI. Oh yeah, because we got we have a guy who does this practical effects. No, 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 not practical effects. Visual visual effects. Yes. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't know. You, CGI is the wrong word to use, guys. Just yeah, yeah. He anyway, take, he, take, he takes a. I digress. We're getting he's off. He's a nerd. <laughs> um, it's, it's what we do. <laughs> um. So you know, like your coping, some of your coping mechanisms that you've brought into play since the stroke has been meditation um joe's meditated how many days in a row now amazing 609 i think 609 days in a row as of today um kind of killing it i mean killing it so much that before i mean before the stroke wait i shouldn't use kill and stroke in the same (laughs) 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 he's 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 mastering it. No, not uh, yeah, I'm gonna say killing it. He's killing it so much that before the stroke, I I was meditating intermittently, like I wasn't disciplined with it. And then once he came home from the hospital, I um, suggested to him to do some meditation, and he was so open to it because before the stroke, he was like, "No, I can't meditate. I can't. I couldn't. Do this. I, I couldn't can't meditate be, for one minute. I don't think it makes alone. a difference. I'd be like, Joe, look at all the studies of what it does. Just like." crochet does a lot for for your mind as oh well, yeah mindfulness yeah nerd <laughs> hey read this study and, and he was like no 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 it's just not for me but when he came it home wasn't. he really like a, just really 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 um was open to a lot of new things he's like you know what what i was doing before didn't work so i'm going to try new things so he started meditating using the headspace app and space has been amazing and, it's really cha- changed my life yeah and i was i was open to brand new things i came home i was like i keep hearing a lot about this stuff meth Oh, is that is it? Yeah, I think I want to try all no, these new things. Joe hasn't done any meth since his stroke or before his stroke. <laughs> his stroke was not caused by drugs. We'll get into that part of 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 the recovery process in the hospital. We'll, we'll just remind me to well, come back to cocaine and heroin and, and meth later. Well, you, in this, later, you can't in this. you can't say that. And then people are gonna be like, wait, was he doing cocaine? In the okay, hospital? fine, fine, was he doing fine. Meth? Okay, was so he... so here it is, Joe. So, uh, wait, hold on. So as you can tell, I'm kind of an idiot. Um, I joke 
all the time. He's I always say ninety percent of the things I say is for my own entertainment, which is true. The quote on his website. If anybody else laughs, that's just like a, a perk. I'm not joking or saying these things for anyone else other than myself because I'm comically selfish. So even when he was not himself and he his brain was uh, flooding with blood <laughs> from his <laughs> hemorrhagic stroke, he still was making jokes. <laughs> And actually, probably, actually, probably even more so because he couldn't control it as much. So I, so I joked a lot about cocaine. I've never done drugs in my life. I, I, I don't do drugs. I smoked a little bit of weed, but that's not drugs. It's legal now. Um, but like, I've never ever done drugs. I've seen it like tear people apart, and like, it's just not good. I'm not the brightest person in the world, but I'm smart enough not to do drugs. So, but right before I went to the hospital, right before I had my stroke, um, there was this <laughs> this one thing on TV. It's ridiculous, but it's like the funniest thing in the world. The, like it was Powerball. Powerball is like that big lottery. It was like $500 million. And there was like a bunch of people um, getting their tickets at, at a store. And there was a local news lady. And she was like interviewing people saying, what would you do with the money? What would you do with this? And there was this one dude and he just looked like. He just looked like bad news. He just looked like he was going to say something <laughs> uncomfortable. And so she's like, oh, sir, if you won the, the jackpot, what would you do? And he, straight, he just turns around, dead face, looks at her in her eyes and says, get a bunch of cocaine at hookers. So that made I an thought it was the Joe. funniest thing in the world. Made a deep impression on She Joe. got so uncomfortable. She was, oh, uh, 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 and she just tried to move past it. But it was live TV. And he said he was going to, with $500 million, buy a bunch of cocaine and hookers. For some reason, that stuck. He was forgetting everything else. I was. I don't. I don't remember anything, but I do know that I said that nonstop almost every day. I was in Kept the hospital. Joking. So he didn't say he didn't joke as much about the hooker part, but he. Joked. <laughs> but while we're in the hospital, he would joke about cocaine all the time because I. I don't know. He thought it was funny, and I also, funny. I mean, his impulses were different. Like he was just like, you yeah, know. Wait. So when you have a stroke, it's um, you it's impulse control, right? You have no impulse control, right? Well, like a lot of your normal functions like your like just your cognitive functions are are out of whack so something that would be normally inappropriate to do you don't really see it as that yeah i was like a super socially awkward dude. yeah and and i mean and and then there's other things like you know like he had left side neglect he he forgot about his left side he couldn't move his left side Uh, my favorite favorite part was definitely just talking about cocaine So, so he so he kept joking about cocaine and the the nurses and so for anybody who doesn't know like that's, Doing not, that's drugs not something like that you do in a hospital. No, 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 no not just that. Especially cocaine. at my age, because one of the leading causes for people to have a stroke my age was through drugs. drugs. Yeah, doing drugs. So, so they were like, did he do cocaine? So they kept asking me all throughout the process, has he ever done drugs? No. Has he ever done this? Has he ever? And I'm like, no, 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 not at all. This is purely from his his blood pressure. Like, literally, yeah, he, does, it, it's he just, doesn't do any of that. It, and 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 so, like, you know, at first I was very gentle with him. Like, Joe, you can't <laughs> keep joking about cocaine with the with the nurses and the doctor. They're going to think that you did that you did something. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's not really listening, you know. Oh, and then, was, I'm sure I was Well, listening. he was listening, but he was kind of not right there. He wasn't really there and then and then right around the corner they come they ask him something else and boom something about cocaine and i'm like joe finally i was like joe you have to stop joking about cocaine and then and then she started yelling she she yelled at me i remember i do remember that i remember like it was was real nice it was was real nice it was was, was like baby you know you 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 can't do this because they don't understand that you're joking you know i know you have a sense of humor and they just don't understand that that's your sense of humor okay so you can't do it okay i'm like yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah no i won't do it anymore and apparently like within minutes i was like oh yeah cocaine hookers so then I, i remember 
went from real sweet to Joe, stop. Okay? <laughs> no more. Enough. So, yeah. So, we finally, I mean, finally got him to stop joking about cocaine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I had to use a lot of techniques with Joe in the hospital. Like, there was the time that he was on the whipping the stick. C- no, he was on the CPAP and he didn't like the way it felt because he was snoring a lot and he was having trouble breathing. So, I they put him on a CPAP machine. And in order to make him feel better, I told him that he was like Bane. And even with everything going on and him not totally being there in his mind the way he, you know, the way normal Joe is, he started joking and putting on the Bane, the Bane, um, um, ac- not accent, but the Bane's the Bane voice, voice, the Bane voice. And you want to give him. So, so what's really funny is I, I don't recall this. I have a video all. of it. I, I didn't like, take a lot of video. So she showed me a video, a video of, of me doing my Bane impression. I was like, nobody paid any attention to me until I put on the mask. <laughs> and, and I would do that because again, I'm an idiot. Um, but I had no idea that even on the, like escaping death, he like a day or two after a stroke, my sense of humor is killer. <laughs> oh, and the other thing, the other thing I had to do to help him because when he came out of surgery, they had to put a shunt, a temporary shunt in to drain his brain. Yeah, basically, it's like a straw that they put in your head. Sort of, yeah. And it's a, yeah, easiest, yeah, yeah, it's the easiest yeah, way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, it's the best way to describe it. So. When that happened, he was very confused because, again, he still like the pressure in his brain wasn't balanced. And so he was still like having all kinds of issues cognitively. And so he was it was like 50 first dates. He just kept <laughs> he kept um, turning to me and going like trying to grab the the, the 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 shunt out and going like, you know, what's going on? Like, what's going on? And I go, Joe, you're in the hospital. You had a stroke, you know, you know, this and that just explain the whole situation to him and then he was like oh okay and he was like kind of like it was like telling him for the first time and he was like all concerned and then he went okay and then he accepted it and then he and he calmed down and then a couple minutes later why am i here da, 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 and just like trying to pull it out again <laughs> and and i you know at first i was very sweet and calm and then finally I was and like, then joe. she started beating I was like, me joe you have to stop trying to pull no, this out didn't. and then that wasn't working either so finally i turned to him and i said joe you are in arkham asylum because <laughs> they had because <laughs> I should, I should, I should. I oh, should. they strapped me down. They strapped you down. Yeah. So they finally had to strap him down. Because oh man, when they not... strapped me down, it was so much easier for you to beat. Me. He wouldn't. I, okay, I just want to put a disclaimer. I do not beat him, <laughs> <laughs> but he he wouldn't stop pulling at, at 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 the where they where they put the shunt in, and it was very dangerous for him to touch it There's because it was very very dangerous. The whole op- the whole situation was like he needed to leave it alone, so he wouldn't. So they had to strap him down, and when he did that, he was so then he was super confused, and I just told him, Joe. You, you you're in Arkham Asylum. You've committed some crimes, <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was funny. Even though you were having trouble, like really registering everything and um, understanding what was going on, that made you smile. Like even through all that, like your love of like of, of all things nerdum, nerdum and, and nerd it, culture just makes me happy. It made you smile, and and you still didn't quite understand what was going on, but you just kind of laughed. And you just left it alone and you went to sleep. So it, it, it <laughs> <laughs> wait, so, did, did so I go helped. to sleep? Did I go to sleep or did you knock me unconscious? Uh, I'm assuming you knocked me unconscious. No, I no? did not knock you unconscious. Oh, okay. I think that the heavy um, sedatives and drugs that they had to yeah, you well, well, Yeah. Remember when I said I didn't do drugs? Apparently I did. In the hospital. In the hospital. <laughs> under gave, under doctor supervision. <laughs> it, gave, it gave me heavy narcotics, like the really bad drugs. Yeah. But it knocked you out. So. It, yeah, it did. I, I again, zero recollection of any of this um it it it's we- it's really weird it's really strange to like have huge chunks of your life especially as an adult just disappear that aren't there and hear like what happened through other people 
and it, hear it's, our experience. It's, it's yeah. really weird. But it's what's comforting is that I actually do have my partner, like not my co-host, <laughs> my co-host, my special guest co-host, I'm and not my neuro nerd partner, <laughs> but my my significant other to have like my my partner in life uh, there for me because it like even though I don't remember and it makes me so uncomfortable and it drives me a little bit mad. Um, I actually, uh, uh, you know, what makes me feel better is that she was there to protect me and like nothing bad would happen to me because she would make sure that nothing bad would happen to me. So I have that trust in, in, in the back of my head. So that actually makes it a little bit more palatable. The fact that I can't really remember anything and that's except for the beatings. <laughs> Again, I do not beat him except for the beating. What she would do is she would take a pillowcase. Oh my God. And no. She would fill it full of oranges. <laughs> right. And she would beat me with the pillowcase. And I said, why are you beating me with a pillowcase full of oranges? And she said, because you'll bruise on the inside. Oh, my god! I was like, oh, this pretty these genius. These are all not facts. All my, not true. My, my abusive girlfriend is a forward thinker. All not true. <laughs> but, you know, the, uh, another uh, just talking about that, you said I protected you and I was there for you. That is the job. Like, if, if you are, if this is happening to you, like, right now, or if it's, it, you know, happening to somebody else, the biggest advice I could give somebody as a partner to somebody who who's going through a major uh, health crisis um, emergency is to step up as their advocate in the hospital because I, you know, doctors are wonderful. They, 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 Mm. (laughs) no, they, they, Western metal medicine is great. I mean, we're blessed to have so much technology to help um, solve all kinds of uh, health crises. Most doctors are just socially awkward, man. But, 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 it's important to stay on top of what is happening and to understand what is happening and understand why they're giving them this drug and why they're giving them that drug and right, not, not, to, not, not to do their job. Not but to- just to say yes to everything, because sometimes, you know, you might want something different or there might be a better way. So I was brought up my entire life to just, oh, there's a person uh, in power, uh, a police officer, a teacher, a doctor, no matter what they say, that's that, you know, that, that just don't question it. Just accept it no matter what it is, even if it makes you uncomfortable, they're in a position of power. So they're correct. You know, so like I grew up that way. Felice didn't. I grew up Thank the opposite. Goodness. I was raised by a, a bunch of hippies. No, I'm just kidding. My parents weren't. No, no, they weren't hippies. They were yogis. Were, they were like yogis. They were into like, you know, meditation. They were into like kombucha before like kombucha was a thing. And and all that stuff. But um they they were definitely very much into alternative health. And I'm very thankful for that because, you know, I didn't grow up taking lots and lots of like antibiotics and things like that. So when I do get sick and I do need to take antibiotics, I respond very quickly to it. But um, <laughs> um but but as for Joe, when I was in there, I was taught growing up, you know, to ask questions, to always, always ask questions and not to just follow just go with whatever the the doctor's saying and it's not that you shouldn't listen to the doctor right. but you should know why things are being done Look, and know your, what your, your body, choices are it's your life it's you know if there's a different way or if you're not 100 percent sure what's happening or comfortable with what's happening you should be able to ask a question you should be able to say hey so what is this going to do and hey i heard about this what about this and you know work with your doctors instead of just saying well the doctor just knows best because most of the time i'm sure they do 
but you can't just blindly say yes to everything you know right and and case case in point like not everybody reacts to everything the same way like joe had a very adverse reaction to narco i had a bad reaction wait norco not narco (laughs) norco that's a totally different thing had a total an adverse reaction to norco yeah yeah, we'll we'll get into that like later on down the line because that's a whole nother something that's a whole nother episode but you know so so you have to ask like how much are you giving them why are you giving them this um and then ask what you're you know start thinking about the the plan moving forward don't i mean you have to stay in the moment and think about the survival and all that stuff in the moment but you also have to think about the plan moving forward and that was really 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 important um and i think key to joe's uh recovery and success in his recovery so far is that right away um i started asking questions about what's the next step and a lot of people were like you know what okay so i'm gonna get into two things here one just the part of just figuring out care and then also the kind of the spiritual side of this as well um i so number one people kept telling me you know what you gotta you gotta prepare yourself because it's going to be really 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 hard joe is going to need a lot of care you're going to need to raise money for him and it's it's going to be a long hard road ahead and this is the spiritual side of this i just you know we had so many people praying for joe whether you're Christian, Muslim, uh, Jewish, Buddhist. It doesn't matter. I believe that prayer um, is a universal thing and it works. All the energy comes from the same spot. It definitely works and it heals. And Joe had people from all different sorts of denominations praying for him. um, And it was incredible. And I really believe that was a key part um, component of his of him recovering because his recovery was like quite miraculous. Um, Oh, like I said earlier, I'm pretty awesome. (laughs) Because, I mean, I had friends that were nurses and doctors telling me it's going to be tough. And I just knew in my mind, I was I was just steadfast. I was like, no, it isn't. It's going to be it's going to be tough, but it's going to be OK. Right. I know that Joe's going to be OK. And actually, I know that this is a pivotal moment in his life, that this is going to change his life for the better. And I just took that mentality on right away after the sh- initial shock of going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to us, to me. And, and I mean, to, not to me, to him and to us as a couple like this is this is happening, this big tragedy. And then I went, no, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And Joe was on a on a negative path before his his. his I was stroke. I was super depressed. I was Mentally, super anxious. I was health wise. Uh, yeah. He wasn't taking care of himself. No, no, not again. Super depressed. So so I, I knew that this was this all this was part of a, a bigger plan and this was happening for a reason so with that said i i was i was ready and i was armed mentally to go in and figure out how we were gonna um uh, move forward with this in a positive way and right away i started talking to the social workers and the caseworkers and figuring out how do we get him the best care moving forward and they told me we need to make sure that he gets into a rehab facility right away after he's um, gets out of ICU so that once he's in um, rehab, then he can get um, into in-home care and then he can get into outpatient um, care right away. And that's all because like the way that insurance works. Well, it depends on your insurance, I'm sure. But that's that's all that's all important in, in the in the recovery process. So if you are in this position right now, make sure that you are asking questions and figuring out, OK, what are the best steps to um, getting 
to completely recovered and talk to <laughs> getting to completely recovered. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not, but you know what I mean? Not just getting out of the hospital, not just, okay, well, he's good enough to go home because that's, that's one thing. It's what's after that? Like, how do you get kind of get back to normal yes. or normal ish? That's what I meant. Completely you know, recovered. like, like the, that, that's where you, it's not just, all right, because hospitals, their job is to get you well enough to get out of the hospital. That's their job. After that, it's kind of your job to figure out, well, how do I get even better now? You know, like after patient care is huge. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. I still kind of don't. I'm so thankful that police does. But, um, um, you know, I, I couldn't have done it anyway because I had a stroke and I had no memory and I was stuck in a hospital. So, like, if you're an advocate for somebody, you know, ask these questions and figure out. Do your research. Do your I, research I sat for there. Sure. I was I had a lot of time on my well, I didn't have a lot of time on my hands, but I had a lot of focus on this, I should say, because I wasn't I completely for the for the whole time he was in the hospital. I was by his side. You know, it also helps that you're a nerd you like researching things. <laughs> if I wasn't by his side, then his fan, his sister was by his side. We we were constantly there. He, we let the hospital know that he did have family that was there for him, and he and they knew that okay, this is somebody special that we need to make sure we um, we take care of. Yeah, for all the the caretakers out there, you know, um, be as patient as you can with you know the person that you're taking care of, whoever is sick, whoever's recovering, because there's a lot. It's life changing, you know, and there's a lot of people out there who. I, I don't know. There's some people who are going to be angry about it. There's some people who are going to be, you know, um, uh, lash out at you just because it's this is very all of this is very confusing. I, I use the word overwhelming a lot. Everything is overwhelming. So for, for the caretakers, just be as patient as humanly possible. Understand sometimes the other side, they're not being mean to be mean. They're just reacting. I'm and glad for, you brought that up. And for the, um, you know, the, the, the survivors out there. Eh, try not to be too much of a dick. Understand that it's very difficult. As difficult as it is for you, it's just as difficult for the other side, just in a completely different way. You know, it's it's all about perspective. So just put yourself in, in the other person's shoes, you know, and the, and also this new normal that we have, this new person that we've kind of turned into is new. It's going to take the other side, the other people that, that, that your friends, your family, your acquaintances, whatever it is, they've known you to be a certain person, a certain way for X amount of time, right? So after the, the, the tragedy, whatever it was, you're like a new person. So you kind of have to reintroduce yourself to these people, to your significant other, to your family, to your friends, because you know, you, everything changes, everything and, changes. And I, and I want to interject there. What you said was so important. Like, um, about about not taking it personal, especially with a brain injury. The, there are things that your partner might do that they wouldn't normally say to you. They, there, there were stages, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting what the names of those stages were. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there are resources about this. Like, there's literally there was I think there was eight stages of of coming back from a cog, from a cognitive injury or a, a brain injury, um, and one of the stages was they might be rude to you. And it's not because they actually are mean or they they're upset with you. It's literally because their brain it's 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 the impulsivity and the and inappropriateness. And we went through that stage when Joe was in was still in ICU, and it was it was hard. I cried. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, like he's, apparently he's, I was a jerk. Also, I flashed a whole bunch of people. And 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 it wasn't because he. I mean, he he obviously didn't mean it. But you know, I had to learn to not take it personally. And this doesn't happen to everybody. But I'm just letting you know, like if just this, in case, just in case if this is how, like I'll I'll make sure to put that link so you guys have it because I think both sides should be as patient as humanly possible because like if somebody's trying to help somebody else 
they're trying to help you just be as cool as you can possibly be. And on the other side, understand the other side's broken. The other side, right. it needs to, is putting themselves back together. And so. quite, quite literally at that stage, like you couldn't control that. That wasn't like you just being frustrated. That was literally like you, that, were, that's just you were not in your right mind. That's just the anger part because I flash people <laughs> all the time. That's just that's just something that I do. But, now. That's my new normal. But, but I'm not wearing pants now. But I remember that one of the best feelings was when you came home, um, you turned to me and you just really you just said thank you and you 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 told me thank you for taking care of you and this was when you were back to your god to, i don't remember that this was back to when you were sort of coming back because because he he joe always says like there was a year year and a half that he that he wasn't completely um cognizant of everything that was going on but he was he was there he just he just doesn't always remember like the short term memory is is affected so he doesn't always remember everything that was going on but he was there. I feel like I'm the little kid from Hook where like he gets like Robin Williams and he pushes his face but he goes oh they are Peter. That's exactly how I felt when you came home because that was the first moment when you were really like you were really just coping and realizing the weight of everything that had happened. Well, I I appreciate it and I feel that way I do you know I'm I'm so thankful I have no idea where I'd be. If it, if it wasn't for you, like I, I owe you everything and I'll try not to flash as many people as I have <laughs> in the past um, year. But but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a brand new normal, man. It's it's but but again, for for everybody out there, the the survivors and the caretakers be as patient as possible. You know, it's if you guys have any any questions, any comments, concerns, feel please feel free to, to reach out to to us at the Neuro Nerds. Reach out to me personally. Um, Join the USO Rock group because that is a support group, not just for brain injury survivors, and, for the caretakers and, and as well, it's for the caretake caregivers as well, and the family and all the support system. Yeah, we we've been a little quiet with that, but you know we're, we're picking up steam and we're going to be a, a lot more active in the in the coming weeks. Com slash group slash USO Rock. Yes, and, and and I'm a Joe So Rocks J O E S O R O C K S at Joe So Rocks on on Instagram. I'm mostly an Instagram type of dude because it's real on quick. Twitter. It's really easy. He's on. He's on. He's I, on I'm reluctantly on Twitter. <laughs> and Neuro Nerds is on Facebook as well. Facebook.com/slash The Neuro Nerds. Yeah, and d- definitely reach out to us. Um, you know, for the Uso Rock stuff, um, every week I post a new story uh, about a survivor and their story or a, um, a caregiver. Yeah, Joe So Rocks in the Uso Rock section. There's some amazing stories out there, and I think it's beautiful you know everybody uh reaching out and sharing their stories because they help they help me i hope it's helping you guys and you know all the other people out there who you know they might be going through the exact same thing you are and just like thinking that they're alone i think it really really helps that all these stories are out there for people to say hey you're not alone you're not and if you guys if there's any other caregivers out there who need any support um in going through this recovery journey recovery process with their partner or loved one please feel free to reach out to me i'm at at felice on all the socials as well yeah if you want to listen to some awesome music too she's pretty and she's pretty easy on the eyes (laughs) (laughs) why thank you joe i didn't pay him to say that (laughs) you know no she just threatened me with physical violence if i didn't so this has been an awesome uh special episode i got to you know do it with my um uh, special guest host my incredible significant other my severely better half um, and I, I thank her for everything. I thank her for sitting in while my neuro nerd co-host is gallivanting overseas in Spain, we'll drinking have an coffee with her from Spain. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. We're, we're going to have an episode with her from the future. 
it will be the Back to the Future episode. Oh, it will be the Back to. <gasps> All right, I'm excited. Like, like let, let, let's get there now. <laughs> um, so uh, again, reach out to us. Feel free. Uh, let, let's know what you think. Share your stories. Um, and and if, as always, the Neuro Nerds, and, we're here to help. Wait, I mean, what do you and Lauren do at the end? I have to do it with you. What? What? what oh, you, uh, your Neuro Nerds out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, can we wait. do it like the Wonder Twins? How it's do like, we do Wonder it? Twins power activate and then like we we bump fists you guys can't see it but we're bumping fists so we're gonna say wonder twins or neuro nerds no we're gonna say neuro nerds we're not wonder twins okay okay i got we're not not twins yeah that'd be weird (laughs) that would be weird (laughs) that would be what are we that dude in portland who was like are you guys related nah man we're just puerto rican yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so so uh thank you guys for listening keep moving forward the neuro nerds are here to help and neuro Neuro nerds activate oh Oh my god just butchered Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.